0: You're listening to the LMC Radio Network Broadcasting out of Forestville, California On the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com
1: Give me a go, no, go for launch Booster Go Retro Go Vital We're go fly. Guidance Guidance, go Surgeon Go flight Ecom We're go flight GNC We're go Tell me. you Go Control Go flight Procedures. Go. Inco. Go. FAO. We are go. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're go flight. Launch Control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is, to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield.
3: Good evening to you, one and all. I... Professor Charles Porterfield and Hoodoo is my business. Welcome once again to the Now You Know Show. So nice to have you here each and every week, and hope that you have had a good week since we last sat down together with each other. Well, not much news to report in Texas. We're in that vague hasn't made up its mind yet if it's going to stay winter or bring us an early spring period of time where it gets a little warm in the days and then good and cold at night. Then it'll rain for about 90 hours. So what we think of this as in Texas is normal. Just normal. It's just that's what always happens here, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't. We did, I never. You never know what you're gonna get when you walk outside. If I got up tomorrow and it was 90, I'd go, huh, oh, 90. If I got up tomorrow and it was 23, I'd go, huh, oh, 23. So there you go. But we have had a lot of fog, which is rather unusual for us. So I just got to tell you that that's a little strange here in Texas. Is all the dang fog. We've had. So that's our new part of that. Today is January 19th, 2017. And that means that tomorrow, bum, 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 is January 20th, 2017. The day of the inauguration of President elect Donald J. Trump in Washington, D.C.
0: District of Columbia
3: and uh, rather than take up any time about that now I'm going to be talking about that later on (laughs) that's going to come up again it's going to come up again it'll be coming up in just a bit in the uh, in the pontification no doubt for now uh, we're happy to say that everybody is here and safe and warm tonight here in the LMC Uh, radio studio. This is, of course, the Annex Studio in Texas. The primary studio is in California. But the Annex Studio and Repeater are both here in beautiful Denton, Texas. Birthplace of the Rob Roy. Um, That's not at all true that uh, Denton was the birthplace of the Rob Roy. I wish it was, but it's not. Now, for things that are true, let's go over to our own Wink Winkerson, head of the lmc radio news desk who's in the newsroom as we speak take it away wink
2: good evening today is thursday january 19th this is wink winkerson reading the news today is the 19th day of 2017 There are 60 days until spring begins, and 346 days left in the year.
3: The 19th through the 21st will be auspicious days to... ...can fruits and vegetables, mow to slow growth, prune trees, and jar jams or jellies. The 19th through the 21st will also be good days to start seed beds and transplant. During this period, plant carrots, turnips, onions, beets, Irish potatoes, other root crops, while
2: in the South. This is also a good time to plant leafy vegetables. Today's highlight in history comes to us from this date in 1977, when, on his last full day in office, President
3: Gerald R. Ford pardoned Iva Toguri Diakino an American convicted of treason for making English-language radio broadcasts from Japan aimed at demoralizing allied troops in the Pacific Theater during World War II. Although she was popularly known as Tokyo Rose, de Aquino never used that name and was believed to be one of a group of female broadcasters. Also on this date, in 1861, Georgia became the fifth state to secede from the Union. In 1867, the song The Daring Young Man on the Flying Trapeze by Gaston Lyle, Alfred Lee, and George Laybourne was first published in London. In 1915, Germany carried out its first air raid on Britain during World War I as a pair of
2: zeppelins dropped bombs onto Great Yarmouth and King's Lynn in England. In 1937, millionaire
3: Howard Hughes set a transcontinental air record by flying his monoplane from Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey in seven hours, 28 minutes, and 25 seconds. In 1955, a presidential news conference was filmed For television and newsreels for the first time with the permission of President Dwight David Eisenhower. In 1960, the Treaty of Mutual Cooperation and Security between Japan and the United States of America was signed by both countries in Washington, D.C. In 1966, Indira Gandhi was chosen to be Prime Minister of India by the National Congress Party. In 1970, President Richard M. Nixon nominated G. Harold Carswell to the Supreme Court. However, the nomination was defeated because of controversy over Carswell's past racial views. In 1987, Guy Hunt became Alabama's first Republican governor since 1874, as he was sworn into office seceding George C. Wallace. In 1992, German government and Jewish officials dedicated a Holocaust memorial at the Villa on the outskirts of Berlin, where the notorious Zwanze Conference had taken place. Today's ALMC radio birthday greetings go out to actress Tippi Hedren, who is 87. Movie director Richard Lester is 85. Actor-singer Michael Crawford is 75. Actress Shelley Fabre is 73. Country singer Dolly Parton is 71. Rock singer Martha Davies is 66. Actor Desi Arnaz Jr., 64. Actress Katie Seagal, 63. Comedian Paul Rodriguez, 62. Reggae musician Mickey Virtue of UB40, 60. And rock musician Jeff Filson of Foreigner is 59. Our thought for the day comes from Edgar Allan Poe, American author, poet, critic, and inventor of the detective story, who was born this date in 1809 and died in 1849, who said, quote, words have no power to impress the mind without the exquisite horror of their reality, end quote. This has been the news from the LMC Radio Newsroom. And we now turn you all back over to Professor Porterfield and the Lucky Numbers.
1: Lucky Numbers. Oh, I'm dreaming of Lucky Numbers. Oh. Hoping that those Lucky Numbers yeah. will show for me. Now I'm by for you. Or even make me suspicious. Table with 13 dishes. Issues will may, make me May you please have it be? Hey, been, that's mommy. Yeah? Yeah, man. Well, open it. Put my trust in a of dust. Cause you know some days may bring You a seven. Or oh, maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, that's you, the in heaven. Lucky number for me. Yeah! Oh yes,
3: and you need not just trust in Goofer Dust as advised by the Nicholas Brothers because we have got the lucky numbers and card for you here each and every week. And each and every week the lucky numbers and card are brought to you by Professor Porterfield. Now with a brand new booking system, why not stop on by ProfessorPorterfield.com and give it a look. And the lucky numbers are 3, 5, 7, 10, 15, and 29. Once again, those lucky numbers are 3, 5, 7, 10. 15 and 29. And I must tell you that this week these numbers are very quiet but potent. These are sturdy, steady, low numbers indicating a soft fall in general luck and general auspicious general auspicious setting, but these are extremely potent numbers, although they are small and quiet numbers. This is the beginning of a period of time of numbers starting to run under cover. And 357, as has been pointed out by Catherine Ironwood in the chat room, is a very famous policy number set. In fact, this week's 3 115 the very famous 357 and 937 once again those lucky 3 digit numbers are 115 that's 115 357 that's 357 and 937 that's 937 and i have to tell you that again these are quieter numbers These are numbers that want to keep themselves somewhat obscured, somewhat quiet. Don't brag on these numbers if you use them or you will not find luck from them. Keep them under wraps. If you want to know what to do with these numbers outside of just betting them, when you carry these numbers, to take them to go to the betting parlor, the gas station, wherever you're going to go to get your – lottery ticket, or to play the wheel, do not store these numbers in your pocket. Put these numbers away written down in your wallet, behind something else, or put them, if you're a gentleman, inside your hat or inside your cap. These are not numbers to be bragged with. These numbers are quiet but steady. The card of the week reflects this as well. The card of the week is the Ace of Clubs. A day's work. Steadiness and consistency. This is an excellent week. New projects, endeavors, and work. But be mindful to show consistency and to not be impatient or bragging. Remember, our week runs Thursday to Thursday, so check in with the Now You Know show to get the numbers and cards when they first come out. And if you hit... Remember where you get. Till then, good luck to you all. Up next, from the First and Second Baptist Church of Quimby, Texas, our own dear Miss Loretta with Cooking with Miss Loretta. i
2: doing well and I'm so glad to be back with you I gotta tell you something I'm madder than a wet hen so I've got a really special something for you tonight so if you're going out Saturday to go to any of the protests that are going on all around this country and I have to tell you something I'm going out okay And I was surprised. I have to take a moment and step away from the recipe and tell you a story. Years and years and years ago, when I was married to my first husband, R.J., before he died, it was a different sort of a time, as you can well imagine. And there were a number of different things that I wanted to stand up about. And I told R.J., on one occasion in particular, that I was going to go to a protest, and he told me there was no way that was going to happen, that he wasn't going to see me on the television or hear me on the radio, and he sure as hell wasn't going to come down county with bail money and get me out of there. And I told that old boy exactly how many feet off the pier he could go. Well, let me tell you what that son-of-a-gun R.J. did. That night after I went to bed, that old boy got up out of bed in the middle of the night, and he went out, and he took the distributor cap out of my car. And then he got up to go to work, and he left left me in that house with those babies, and that car, my car did not work because he had that old distributor cap in his pocket. So, what's the point of this? Long story short, too late. The other day, I turned around to my my new husband, and I said to him, I'm going to go to this protest. I'm going to go to this protest, and I want to go. i got a friend. She lives down in Austin, Texas. We ain't seen each other in years. She's a teacher down there. And I plan to go down there, Fred. I'm going to go down there. And I was ready. I was ready for him to fight. And he looked at me over the top of his glasses, and he said, okay, are we leaving after the show, or should we leave Friday? And I said, what? And he said, well, should we leave after the show and drive on down to Austin Thursday night, or should we drive on down to Austin Friday morning so we can get a place to stay before the protest on Saturday? And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I'm going. (laughs) He's like, why wouldn't I? He said, I believe in this too. So we didn't get nothing else done that afternoon, if you know what I mean by that. And so for all of y'all who are going out to protest on Saturday, I got a crock pot recipe for you. So you can put this up in the morning for your family to have in the evening if you're going to be at the protest. Or you can put this up in the morning for yourself so that you can have it when you get home yourself. So get ready because here it is. This is Miss Loretta's spicy slow cooker beef and bell pepper for the crock pot. The prep time on this is 20 minutes. The cook time on this is four to eight hours, depending on which you would rather have. And so the final time on it is going to be either eight hours and 20 minutes or four hours and 20 minutes. For this, you're going to need the following pounds of beef chunk, thinly sliced, two cups chopped to one-inch squares of bell pepper. And I like to use red bell pepper for this recipe, but you can use red bell pepper or you can use yellow bell pepper, but you probably don't want to use just green bell peppers. It'll change the taste a little too much. So if you're going to use green, mix it in with red or yellow. One half a medium onion, peeled, cut in half, and sliced that's the first part of this then you'll need also one cup of broth or and that should be a beef broth or one cup of water plus three bouillon cubes two tablespoons of freeze-dried garlic I know I know you're saying well I want to use fresh garlic but remember darling this is going to go in a crock pot one third a cup of chopped parsley, two teaspoons of salt, one teaspoon of black pepper, and one teaspoon to one tablespoon of Sriracha hot sauce. That's right, you heard that right. Now, then after that, you will, when it's finally cooked, you'll be thickening this meal. And so for your thickening, you will need one-half a cup of water, and two tablespoons of cornstarch. So have that set aside. And here's how you're going to do her up. Can you tell I'm excited about the trip I'm going to take? Place the meat in the bottom of the slow cooker and top with the sliced onions. For an even better flavor, you would want to first saute your onions in a skillet with butter until golden brown and then add them to the slow cooker top that with the cut up bell pepper and sprinkle with the salt pepper and garlic mix the broth with the sriracha or mix it with the water bouillon cubes and sriracha together and Then pour all of that over the peppers and beef. If you're using bouillon cubes, add only one teaspoon of salt and then set on high for three and a half to four hours on high or seven and a half to eight hours on low. So you, you, Uh, if if you want, you can make this go longer. So, like, if you know you're going to be out all day, you can say, okay, I'm going to cook it on low for eight hours. Now, after all that's done, you're going to mix one-half cup of water and two tablespoons of cornstarch and add one cup of liquid from the meat and pepper mixtures. And you're going to put that together And cook it on medium heat until it's boiling. And then you're going to cook two minutes past the boil to remove the cornstarch flavor. And add that mixture back into the meat and bell peppers in your crock pot. And sprinkle it with chopped parsley and stir it all together. And once you've done that, it's ready to serve. And there are so many ways that you can serve this. I don't really suggest you just eat it by itself. That's a little much, but you could if you wanted to, particularly if you were in a uh, a big hurry. But it's best served either over hot rice, noodles, or you can even serve this on top of or with mashed potatoes. And it's an excellent, it's nice and hot, it's nice and spicy, it's got all sorts of good stuff in it for you. You set it up in the morning, go out there and speak your voice, let your little light shine in the world, and come home tired, hopefully not tear gassed and beat up, and sit down and have you a hot meal. And I hope that. Not only if you're local in Texas, I'll see you, but I hope you get out and you do that. You let your voice be heard and let your little light shine. Thank you so much for listening to me each and every week. And now we're going to turn you back over to Professor Porterfield and the pontification.
4: Thank
3: you, Miss Loretta. Well, uh, I know Christy's excited about that recipe. She likes them. She likes them bell peppers, particularly all different kinds of colored bell peppers. Uh, so we might end up having that soon. Me, I'd I'd probably like that better over uh, egg noodles or rice. I don't know if I'd want that with mashed potatoes, but I'd probably want it with egg noodles or rice. That sounds real good to me. Up next, the professor's pontification. This week's discussion is on positive thinking the heights and the lows is it good to hold on or is it all just a bunch of high hopes
1: next time you're found with your chin on the ground there's a lot to be learned A hole in a dam. No one could make that ram scram. He kept buttin' that dam cause he had high hopes. He had.
3: with a momentary pause. and uh, That silence was brought to you by Dow Chemicals. Dow Chemicals, destroying the environment so that you don't happen to listen to birds and
0: insects.
3: Anyway, so here on the show, when we do the name and claim it, for a while now, we have been handing out brownies. And last week, someone said, uh, "Well, eh, could we go back to cookies? Do we still have to have brownie? uh, you know, the Brownies are fattening, whatever. So this week, we have a choice. We have a choice of cookies. We have a choice of cookies. Or we have a choice of deviled eggs. That's right. Deviled eggs. Isn't that unusual and weird? Bet you didn't think it was going to be something like deviled eggs. So let's pass them out. Here's the way it goes. Um, if you... If you get a partial uh, answer, then you get a, a deviled egg. If you get the full answer, then you win the cookie. So the cookie goes to Troll Towelhead, Grand Mufti of Satanism, who correctly wrote out in the chat room, that's how the game is played, folks, that it's High Hopes by Doris Day, which he did, and he is correct. He gets the cookie. However... Doris Day was first named by Catherine Ironwood. Therefore, Catherine Ironwood gets a deviled egg. But the song title was first named by Troll Talhead. So he gets a further deviled egg. So he's won a deviled egg and a cookie. Strange combination. Strange combination to go together. Uh, I'm not sure if I would eat them at the same time. But there you go. So there we go, one deviled egg for Catherine Ironwood, one deviled egg for Troll Towelhead, and one cookie for Troll Towelhead. And that leads us into the excitement, the amazement, that is the professor's pontification. This name, uh, wait a minute, let's see, hold on. Oh, We have a, we have a contest here. It's been disco, hold on, hold on. No, I'm sorry. According to my... Hold on. Let's check here. We've got... Okay. Pontific High Hopes is first said by Troll Towelhead. He then corrects it to say he's got high hopes, which is incorrect. Then Doris Day is said, question mark, by Catherine Ironwood. That earns her the deviled egg. Then, by Doris Day, in a single sentence, is said by Troll Hatelhead. sorry, he's got the first naming on it, according to the written record. So, there we go. I'll let you all fight it out amongst yourselves. Those will be in the mail later. That leads us into this week's pontification. This week we're going to discuss positivity. Now, I have to be very careful. I predict I may be making a few enemies by the end of this
4: conversation.
3: Let me start off by saying this. I believe in the prayer of power. Now, that was kind of a strange way to put that. Let's put it the other way. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in that. I also believe in the positive results of positive thinking. I believe that a positive attitude, a good attitude, can lead to better emotional and physical health and circumstances, and I do believe that prayer can aid one and can aid others. Now that that's said, let's put that aside for a moment and get to tonight's point. Tonight's point is: that some of y'all out here in the new community have started taking positive thinking, new thought, positive attitude, correct collect correct-mindedness, and you have started taking that into the same place that prosperity ministries have taken passages out of the Bible. You've taken it into a somewhat problematic area, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. See, you all know because you listen to the show that I don't like prosperity ministries. In fact, I fucking hate prosperity ministries. Because prosperity ministries suggest that the poor are somehow cursed, or the poor are somehow lacking in righteousness, or the poor are not blessed by God, or the poor are wicked and evil, or the poor are being punished by the Lord. And that the rich, by sheer status of being rich, are in fact godly blessed, perhaps even sovereign, godly blessed uh overseen hand of god's on them etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's quite frankly uh horse shit okay that is just absolute horse shit that's just not true there are a lot of very righteous and wonderful and godly and kind and living in the spirit poor ass motherfuckers and there are a lot of really wicked evil nasty rich people in fact jesus in the new testament says Something about how easy it is for a rich man to get into heaven, and it's not that easy. There's a thing about small spaces and camels and needles and whatnot. Check it out. Go read it up yourself. So what that has done is created a very nasty attitude we have in this country. And now we're starting to have it with positive thinking. And I don't mean now. It's always gone on. This particularly bad – In the 50s and then moving into the 70s when it really
4: got really, really bad.
3: Uh, And, you know, we see a lot of problems with it. But, but, let's talk about what it really means. There are people who will tell you that all of your problems come from the fact that you don't have positive thinking.
2: Oh, well, you're not thinking positively. Well, you're not keeping a positive attitude. Well, you have a negative attitude. Well, you have a bad attitude. Well, you're angry. Well, you're upset. Well, you're you're rude. Well, you're dismayed. Well, you're scornful. Well, you're cynical. Well, you're whatever and they like to they like to they like to do two things to you. All right?
3: Let let me just tell you something they like to do, okay? And you may think I'm out of my mind, but check it out. Check it out. Before you say, oh, you're wrong, professor, just go and check it out and see if you can find out if this is true or not. There's a racial divide on this motherfucker. If you're white, they will say, you're a pessimist. You're a pessimist. That's stinking thinking. You're a pessimist. Negative thinking brings negative things. Things are attracted to what goes out. If you're black or Latino or any color that don't pass the paper bag test, okay, then they say,
4: you're angry. You're angry angry why are you always so angry why are you always so nasty you're angry and you're
3: nasty and you're rude and why why can't you be and then if they really got balls if they really 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 got balls they'll actually say uh uh <laughs> they'll say you're uncivilized you're uh, you're uncivilized okay and if you're a Jew, they'll say, you're a whiner. You whining ass Jews. You whine. You exaggerate. Bad in things. You're always so, oh, the Jews always see the bad in things. you just rainy day whiners. Okay? Now, the minute that this could be racially divided should made you sit up and prick thy ears. It should have made you go, what? That means it can be used. That means it's being used. That means it has an agenda somewhere down the line. Now, I'm not here to tell you there's only one agenda and there's some big conspiracy. That's bullshit. But individually, yes, people have used this for negative causes. One of the things this is used for is to silence people when people say, hey, I'm hungry. Hey, I'm cold. Hey, I don't have no job. Hey, y'all shooting me. Hey, y'all putting me in jail. Hey, you're not paying me the same rate. Hey, I uh, don't have decent housing. Hey, uh, you're poisoning my water. Hey, you, you're denying my children a decent education.
2: Hey, you're trying to round me up and kick me out of your country. Okay? Well, you're just being negative. You're just being negative. What we need to do is we need to look at the positive in all things. And anger's a curse. Okay. Cool. Um,
3: You know, last time I checked, you can kneel on the floor with your hands
4: pressed together up in the air before your face in prayer in a cold water flat
3: in January until fucking
4: icicles form off of your upraised hands. with a positive
3: attitude in prayer until you freeze to fucking death and they take your still praying, still kneeling, frozen body the fuck out of that room. If
4: you're freezing to death, you do something. You get the fuck up, man. Burn the furniture. Burn the goddamn building down if you got to,
3: but you got to do something to stay warm. Okay? Get you, get you a lover, and and hide under the covers with a water bottle. Do what it, get you three dogs if you need to. Okay, do whatever you got to do. No, there will not be a three dog night song after this pontification. Don't don't be trying to set up for that shit, folks. The point is you do something. Positive thinking can make a positive result in your mental outlook, in your physical health, okay, in the things you want to do with your life. You often need to get away from negative thinking that people have tried to instill into you to tell you that you're wicked that you're ugly that you're nasty that you don't deserve this that you don't deserve that that you're horrible that you're garbage and trash that you deserved all this shit okay
2: but but
3: you have to do some things as well Okay. Let me tell you an old-time story. It's story time with Professor Charles Porterfield. Come on in. Come on in, everybody. I'm gonna sit down.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story. Huh?
3: Well, round here, Denton County, oh, about I guess about 15 years ago, we had a big old, we had a big old Flood. Uh, this old fella, I knew him. I knew him. His name was his name was, was was Thomas. His name was Thomas George Smith. Well, now, old Tom Smith, he didn't go away when the flood started. Now, see, when the flood started, the they knew that the dam on Louisville Lake was gonna give, and so they came around and they knocked on his door. And he opened the door, and all the people there in the orange jacket, right, with the the orange jacket, and they got the clipboard, and they said, Mr. Smith, we're evacuating this here neighborhood because we're afraid that the embankment will give and Louisville Lake will do whatnot, and everybody will be be, uh, flooded. So why don't you come with us, get in the bus. We got some coffee, and we got some crullers. And he loved crullers. And they said, Come get in there. we can going to take you over to the high school here. We got little cot beds over there in the gymnasium. And your friends are there. You can play cards and whatnot.
4: And he said, No, thank you. I am not leaving my house.
3: And they said, Well, why, Mr. Smith? He said, Because I believe
4: in the power of the Lord. I know God. I know God. Will to the right.
5: They left.
3: And sure enough, it busted and uh, well the water come and he had to he had to get out of his house and get up on the roof. And he's up on the roof, water everywhere, water almost up to the eaves of his house. And these old fella come by in a in a raft, one of these here inflatable deals, and they had the the you know, yellow kind of jumpsuit thing on and they say, Hey, we're from FEMA. Uh, buddy, get in the raft. This whole area flooded out. Uh, come on, get in the raft. We're going to take you to the emergency relocation center. And he said, no, thank you. They said, what?
4: And he said, no, I'm not leaving my house. I believe in
3: the power of the Lord. I know God will look after me. They said, well, he crazy, so we're not going to try to drag him into this goddamn raft and drown us all. So they, they just rode away. About 48 hours went by no water nothing to drink nothing to eat cold as hell smell like fish everywhere he up there tied to his damn chimney and a helicopter come by and a big old horn on the bottom of the helicopter says sir we're going to drop down a we're going to drop down a rope to you sir wrap it around you Wrap it around you, sir, we'll lift you aloft. We'll bring you into the helicopter and take you to the hospital at the rescue center. And he said, "No," because he had to talk real loud, good helicopter. "No,
4: I ain't leaving my house. I believe in the power
3: of the Lord. I believe God will look after me." Well, they couldn't do nothing because they couldn't make him tie himself to the rope. So they just went away. And the water got higher, water got higher, and the water got higher. And old Tom Smith, he drowned. Drowned dead like a dog, like a sack full of kittens. Dead. Drowned. And then a little while later, he woke up. There was light everywhere.
4: Golden, warm light and soft
3: clouds like smoke or fog, but it was all warm and it felt all good. And he walked. He stood up, and he walked through the light. And he come, and there was God. God was sitting on His throne, and Old Tom started crying because God was just so beautiful. And then he stopped crying, and he kind of got a little angry, and he put his put his hand on his hip, and he kind of stamped his foot. And the Lord said, "What's wrong, my son?" And Old Tom Smith said, "Why'd you let me drown?" I believed in you! I had faith in you! I prayed and kept a positive attitude!
4: I knew you would take care of me!
3: And the Lord said...
4: I sent workers, and a boat, and a helicopter. What more did you want? ba dum bumps Okay? There's
3: your joke. Except, there's some goddamn fucking truth in that fucking joke. See? He literally... Was not going to do a fucking thing, okay, until God did it. He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to take personal responsibility. See what I'm talking about? He was just going to keep positive
2: thinking,
3: good thoughts, warm, fuzzy feeling, and prayer, and he let himself fucking drowned. So, Let me say this again so you don't get twisted and confused about what I've said. I'm not saying prayer has no power. I'm not saying positive thinking can't make a positive change for positivity in your life. I'm not saying that many people out there need to have a healthy, strong dose of positive thinking and a positive image about themselves so that they can get away from negative thinking and negative programming that other people have given them. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, and then
4: fucking do something. And then get up off your ass and do something. Take the
3: positive change, no matter how small it is, and use it to do something. Get down on your knees, if you're a Christian – get down on the floor, if you're a Muslim, stand and shake, if you're a Jew, and pray your prayer, then put away your prayer rug, put away your Bible, put away your talus, dust your ass off, go the fuck outside, and do something to make change. And be ready for everybody that you encounter who is not ready for you to... To make change, to come after you. And to come after you, to come after you by telling you that you're negative. You're negative. We're positive around here. When you stand up and go, these motherfuckers over here are shooting and killing us. You're just being negative. We're praying for you all. Well, your prayers ain't stopping fucking bullets. Well, Sending good thoughts, well, sending good thoughts ain't putting fucking blood in the blood bank. In You're in our hearts, well, being in your hearts ain't putting food in the food bank. Thinking of you, well, thinking of us is not helping us with oppressive, dictatorial, governmental figures trying to wipe out our freedoms, our rights, and everything else we have. Some of these people that talk about positivity are actually saying, I like it the way it is. Let's keep the status quo. Let's just try and be happy. Just go listen to some happy music, and everything will be fine. Now, don't get me wrong again. I got nothing against fucking happiness, okay? I got nothing against happiness, and I am all in favor of us going into the streets and protesting, and while we're in the streets, let's do some dancing. Let's have some joy in our hearts because what the people who want to hurt us and take from us want to do is rob us of our joy and rob us of our personal belief in ourselves, of our self-respect, of our strength, and to engage in us a sense of wretchedness that we take into ourselves. So that we who are African American find black wretched, so that we who are Jewish find Judaism or to be Jewish ethnically wretched, so that we who are Hispanic or Chicano or etc cetera, etc cetera, find that to be wretched because we're not them. Power. See? So that we'll cut our hair and change our noses and bleach our skin and change our names and wash our hands and act like good little boys and girls and wait for our turn
4: at the table that's never fucking coming. Never. So they want
2: quiet. They want happy. But you see,
3: you can take positive and add it to everything I'm talking about. You can identify a problem and say, there's a problem. It's a serious goddamn problem. I'm not even sure how the fuck we're going to get through it. I'm not even sure if we can fucking win. And yet say, but I believe. But I believe we can try. That's positive thinking. But I know I'm going to stand up. That's positive thinking. But I'm not going to let my brothers and my sisters down. That's positive thinking. But I'll be there for my friends. That's positive thinking. But I will create something. I'll do spiritual work. I'll cook food. I'll give blood to the blood bank. I'll put. I'll give food to the food bank. I'll do whatever I can. That's positive thinking because you believe that there's a positive outcome that's possible. You can believe in a positive outcome even in darkness. You can say, I don't know how we're going to get out of the darkness. I don't know where the light is, but if we keep going, maybe we'll find something together.
2: But there are people that will say, oh, don't say Nay. Don't say may, when you doubt, you destroy. Motherfucker, it's may. We may find the light. No, you say we will find the light. Well, maybe we won't. Well, now you're just being negative. Sometimes the reality of the situation
3: is fucking negative. Okay? Sorry. Sorry to be the one to break that to everybody. Sorry. There are some people who are going to die tonight, and they're going to die tonight because they have no shelter. They're going to freeze to death or die of exposure. They're going to be people that die tonight because they don't have clean water. They're going to be people in the world to die tonight because they don't have. They're going to people to die tonight. Have shelter, to take from them their freedom, their money, to rape them. There are going to be children tonight who are going to die. Because an adult is going to physically abuse them, somebody much stronger than them, and their little body is not going to be strong enough to take whatever that abuse is, and they're going to die. Oh, well, this is a downer. I'm going to turn this show off. Okay, go turn the show off. I'm not talking about taking care of yourself. Sometimes you have to walk away from the negativity. Sometimes you have to say, I can't take anymore. I can't look at this anymore. i got to take a break. i got to walk outside, and i got to see the truth. i got to see the, see the sun. You got to take a breath. You got to take a breath. You can't be in it all the time. I dig that, and I'm not telling you to be in it all the time. What I'm telling you is to beware and to be wary of those who won't let you express that at all. It became very popular in the 70s to have all this positive thought around sickness, and I know of a little boy. I was young at the time as well, friend of a friend who died of cancer, and he died of cancer still saying his little mantra, You know his little thing that he was saying about how he was fighting the cancer and the little imagery he had in his head about his white blood cells attacking the cancer. Now, don't get me wrong. They also were giving him good and adequate and appropriate medical care, but the point is the positive thinking of a child. Which was as positive as it can get. How? They believe in fucking Santa Claus, buddy. Was not enough to defeat the cancer. Which is not to take some hard line, brutal, scientific, cold ivory tower, modern, neo
4: atheist attitude of That's right, you can't believe in anything, and all that's bullshit, and facts are facts, and bub... Yeah, you know
3: what? You guys all smell a little too Nazi to me. Sorry, there it is, I'm sorry, Uh oh, sorry I said that, didn't mean to make any enemies, hope I didn't offend anybody, but I'm telling you, you guys that do that, you people that do that, that don't want anybody to have any myth or belief or anything, but just to follow your little thing, your interpretation of science your interpretation of a godless state, whatever it may be, you smell a little bit like Nazis to me because you're kind of ready to scrape people off. Okay? Does that mean every atheist is like that? No, I'm not talking about every atheist. I'm talking about a particular group of atheists who sound this way. I'm not talking about everybody. There are some very wonderful and noble and fantastic atheists Alright? Of the other guys, smell. you kind of smell like fucking Nazi to me. You know, we're going to do what's necessary. We're going to do what's good for the culture. We're going to do what's good for the,
4: you know. Are there no poor houses and prisons? Are there no orphanages? Let them die and decrease the surplus population.
3: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I kind of hear what you're saying underneath that. So yes, you have to be able to go out in life and have a positive attitude. You can't get drugged down. You can't get beat down and just destroyed. But also, beware of those who want to silence you, who want to silence that you are bringing real concerns, okay? And be particularly careful of spiritual workers whose answers are always about positivity. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that some of it – I mean all of it – of course a spiritual worker should say to you. Hey man, you know, you need to improve your attitude. Hey man, a little prayer is gonna help. Hey man, you know, come on, let's pick you up and dust you off and try to get that's our job is to pick you up and dust you off. I'm talking about I'm talking about the spiritual workers who every answer to every problem is only positive thought. That's it. That's it. That's all it is is positive thought. They don't do anything else for you. We're not going to beseech any spirits. We're not going to deal with any roots. We're not going to do anything else. All you're going to have is positive thought. That's it all the time. First of all, if somebody's saying that they're hoodoo, if somebody's saying they'd work roots, if somebody's saying, you know, any of that, they do conjure and that's all they're selling you, then you should get the fuck away from them because that's not hoodoo. Hoodoo believes in positive thinking. Sure. Of course, you got to stay positive. But Hoodoo also says, and then we got to do something. Then we got to get up off your ass and do something. Take that bath. Go to the crossroads. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. Do this. Do that. Take that problem. Take that problem to the cemetery. Kill. Kill the motherfucker who's causing the problem if necessary. If they're a murderer, if they're beating a child, if they're – get rid of them. Use whatever we got to use to get a foot up. So if the court is against us because of our socioeconomic, racial, or religious or sexual beliefs or standing, they're going to be against us. Do something! Do something! Do something! Okay? And do it mixed with positive thought, new thought, prayer, prayerful attitude, cleanliness, clean that area, start things anew, follow it through. And don't let people take your anger from you because they want to take anger from you. Because if you have no anger, you're easier to deal with. You're quiet. You don't cause problem. But last time I checked, Squeaky Wheel got the oil. This is all a part of it. Victim blaming, victim shaming is to rob you of your Anger. Saying uh, we're a post-racial culture is to rob you of your anger. Saying there's no more anti-Semitism is to rob you of your anger. Saying we don't have a rape culture is to rob you of your anger. Saying we don't have class inequity is to rob you of your anger. Saying we don't have economic, educational, or environmental inequity is to rob you of your anger. And while we've robbed you of your anger, to oppress and fucking kill you. Kill you with bullets, kill you with bad water, kill you with poison food, kill you with
4: ignorance. And do you know how many brilliant motherfuckers have been killed with ignorance? Do you know what ignorance is?
3: Ignorance is the absence of knowledge. Through a lack of exposure When you say somebody's ignorant That means they haven't come into contact with it Do you dig what I'm saying? Like me I'm very ignorant about string theory String theory is a theory in advanced physics Uh, And I don't Particularly astrophysics And I don't know shit about string theory Except to tell you that it's a part of astrophysics Okay I am ignorant Of string theory Now that doesn't bother me And it doesn't do anything to my life because it's not called on much. And nobody's trying to keep me ignorant of string theory because knowledge of string theory don't do very much for you. But, but, but there are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant people who have died of ignorance because they were denied a credible, normal education. Just a fucking education. Just fucking books. I'm not talking about college. I'm not talking about going to Harvard. Oh, those are fucking problems too. But I'd like to deal with this one right now. I'm talking about books. I'm talking about regular, everyday books. I'm talking about schools that are not poison. I'm talking about schools that don't have roaches and rats running the fuck around in them. Schools where there are enough teachers. I'm talking about schools where the teacher speaks a language that they fucking understand. See what I'm talking about? Killed by ignorance. It's easy to see killed by starvation. It's ignorance. easy to see killed by dehydration, exsanguination. All those are easy to see. Ignorance is hard to see. Start looking around. Next time you're in the street, Start looking around, and you'll start noticing the walking fucking corpses who have been killed by ignorance with their head down and their back bent and no
4: fucking future ahead of them. Well, if they would just pull themselves up by their bootstraps the way I did, I'm willing to bet you that nine
3: out of every ten motherfuckers who talk about pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps, nobody ever giving them a goddamn thing, are a fucking liar. And all they're saying, again, is let's not look at the problem. Let's not be negative. Look at me. I almost a success story. This, this goddamn orange-colored,
2: baby-handed, Russian prostitute hiring, Nazi-chumming around with son of a bitch who's going to be inaugurated tomorrow oh, – I see? I told you I was going to bring it up. – had the unmitigated fucking gall to say on
3: camera and written down in a book, quote, well, you know, I started out with nothing but a very small million-dollar loan from my father. And I – okay, dot, dot, dot. Let's go over that sentence again because I don't think everybody in the back heard me. Donald J. Trump has the temerity to say that he started out with a with nothing, with nothing except a simple million-dollar loan from his father. I'm no fool. I know that a million dollars today is not what a million dollars was ten years ago. Or a million dollars was 20 years ago, or a million dollars was 100 years ago, or a million dollars was 200 years ago. But um, last time I checked, uh, 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 the orange one is 71 fucking years old, and and he went to college, and he got out of college and then got this loan from his daddy. So he would have been, what, 24, 25? So that's 50,
2: 50 years ago. Let's just call it fifty. Let's just this just this is rounded, nice and round,
3: nice and round, and say it was fifty years ago.
2: How the fuck much
3: was a 50, 50 years ago was a motherfucking million dollars worth?
2: Fucking lot. And he started I'm so I I feel so bad for him. He started with a oh, poor bastard. He started with only a million dollar loan. From his daddy. No polo ponies. He had no polo ponies. He had no polo ponies. No
4: furs for the wife. He didn't have any furs for the wife. my God. No diamonds to put on his dick. He didn't have dick diamonds. He did not have diamonds. This poor man did not have diamonds to glue to his dick. This poor, 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 poor man. But do you
1: see...
3: What he's trying to play on your ass. Do you see the con? I see the con. Do you see the con? Let's examine the con. The con is I'm hardworking. Look at me. Look at everything I have. I'm standing in a room made out of gold. (laughs) And how would I get it? Well, friend, I got it on my own. Never got any help from anybody. Never manipulated the law. Never had friends in politics. Never paid off people to win court cases. Never destroyed people. Never made sure that black and Jewish people fucking died in the streets because I threw them out of their apartments. Never did anything shady. I just made it. And now I have a house made out of gold on top of a giant building. Can have a house – rooms, rooms, rooms and rooms made out of gold on top of the giant building, if you just follow my simple, hardworking, God-fearing, America, America plan. It's about hard work and belief and positivity and faith in God and in the Constitution and eating mom's apple pie. And that's what it's all about, my friend, and you can have it too. What a fucking lie! Because what we've set up here is, I'm sorry, I'm poor. Well, you didn't work hard enough then. I'm sorry, I'm ignorant. Well, then you didn't study hard enough. I'm sorry, I don't have clean water. Uh, Well, (laughs) then you must like drinking bad water. (laughs) I'm going to twirl my mustache and tie your wife to these railroad tracks. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? An entire fucking country, like a a large percentage of people in this fucking country, totally, totally bought into that. Totally bought into that. Ethel! I'm to vote for this hairball boy, truck, because then I can be like him. We're going to be rich, asshole. Come on, get the chin in the pickup truck. He cares about jobs in China. What the fuck does that have to do with anything the fuck you're talking about, Professor Porterfield? I'll tell you exactly what it has to do with. This is about this positivity nonsense and this prosperity nonsense. He's obviously blessed. These right wing Christians are off in a corner, jacking themselves off so hard they've got fucking welts about him. They love him. And now he's everything they hate, but they love him because
2: they all believe the same thing. They can be him. They can be him. They can be him. Positive thinking. If you've
3: had troubles in life It must be your fault Now let's play that out On what we're saying Here come the crowd Here's the crowd Look who's in the crowd The unwashed The hungry The lean The mean The starving The poisoned The ignorant The beat up The got your head down Cause if you don't keep your head down You get your head knocked off. The getting killed for being black while driving, breathing, opening a book, eating a piece of candy, taking a breath. The getting pushed up against walls for green cards because you got a name that don't sound right. You got a skin color that don't sound right. I don't like the way you're wearing that T-shirt. Getting your fucking sinners have bomb calls and fucking being called kike in the street and fucking having your children threatened because you got a beard too long. Or because you're wearing a fucking funny hat on your head. Same thing for your cousin, the Muslim. He's getting the same thing with his beard and his funny hat. So what we know here is that Americans hate bearded men with funny hats. Except for Shriners. We love Shriners. That's who's all in the crowd. All them beat up, lean, mean, hungry motherfuckers. And they say, America. My America. God shed thy grace on thee, where's my share? And all the people that got some say, You just didn't work hard enough. You just weren't positive thinking. You're just negative. And they've got a fleet, a goddamn ready to roll fleet. And forgive me if I lump some people in, but I'm sorry, folks, this is part of your sin. A fleet of new-age positive-thinking guru motherfuckers ready to take your 69.95 to come to their positive-thinking center okay, in Antelope, where the leader will drive by in his Rolls-Royce, and we can wave to him from the soybean field. Hello, leader, in your Rolls-Royce. We love it here in Antelope. It's so beautiful here with the colors and, and everything so vivid particularly since I lowered my caloric intake. We love you, leader. Or to sell you their positive thinking glitter book, or sell you their positive thinking lecture series, or their positive thinking CD, DVD, tape. They probably still have it on 8-track for your ass. So you too, so you too can be given the undeniable rights that are granted you in the constant motherfucking tuition. And yes, Candelo, you're a bearded man in a funny hat. And when your ass stands next to me on the street, we both gonna get beat the fuck up. The only difference is we used to it. We'll both be like, okay, now turn your body, kids. Come on, no, don't, don't, don't lean into them when they bring the baton down. Okay, and Troll too. And he's big. Troll big. He can't hide. That man, that man tall. Okay, so we all in for it. We all in for it. Beverly ain't Beverly's not a bearded man, but they're gonna get her too. The point is, the fleet, the fleet of ready to sell you new age, positive thinking, white light gurus are ready. Operators are standing by. So you gotta ask yourself, all those you involved in conjure, root work, and hoodoo, am I gonna be a force for negativity? Or am I going to be a force for positivity? And I hope that you will be a
4: force
3: for positivity and not be, and not be just a mouth for positivity. That you will be a force, a force. That means you get up and do things to make things more positive with your words, with your art, with your science, with your spirituality, with your magic those two aren't always the same, with your hands, with your eyes, with your heart, that you do something and that you do not just join the crowd of the fault's yours because you're negative. The fault's yours because you're not happy. The fault's yours, and I know because
2: I'm a positive thinker. And you can be a positive thinker too for $69.95.
3: I hope that you'll help make a real change and not just be one of these suckers out there running your
2: fucking mouth.
3: And what you're really saying is, "Mm, I'm judging you. Because you're not happy
2: like me. Because I have things. And you don't. And that fault's yours.
3: Because you know what?
2: Rondering around saying that shit all day, writing books about it,
3: doing seminars, all that shit. (laughs) Man, it's nice work if you can get it.
1: Holding hands at midnight Neat the starry sky Nice work if you can get it I have to Nice work if you can get it And you can get it if you try Just imagine someone Waiting at the cottage door Where two hearts become one Who could ask for anything more Loving one who loves you And then taking that vow Nice work if you can get it And if you get it, won't you tell me how?
3: Listening to KI. oh, sorry. Uh oh whoa, whoa. Old memories, old memories. And you're listening to the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield. And that was, of course, the late great Billy Holiday with nice work if you can get it. It's a Gershwin. Song from the 1930s, originally. And let's pass it all out. Okay, here's how it goes. Troll Towelhead, Grand Mufti of Satanism, and Chief Engineer at the LMC Radio Network
0: gets the cookie.
3: Enjoy the cookie. He also gets the deviled egg for being the first one to name the song title. However, first to name the artist was none other than candelo cambisa and we're lucky we actually have candelo cambisa with us here in the studio with us and uh, candelo uh yes
4: yes my brother
3: yes brother candelo you got
4: the you got the devil day well <laughs> yes, i did did indeed get the Devil and Egg, and I want to thank all the beautiful ladies out in the chat room. Thank you, love. Thank you, love, for supporting me.
3: All right. Well, thank you, Candelo. And Candelo was here uh, with us just for a moment in spirit. Uh, he possessed me for a moment, and that's how he was able to talk to you. That's how powerful he is. That's how powerful he is. He possessed me and spoke through me for a moment. And you know that when Candelo speaks through you, He is trying to send you, just send you something. Just send you a signal.
1: What's that signal? Why, that's the LMC Radio Network on the air. The LMC Radio Network broadcasting around the globe. Bringing news, information, education, and entertainment to all.
3: The LMC Radio Network in the Vanguard!
0: The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Power with Catherine Ironwood and Conjuman Ali, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Candela's Corner with Candelo Cambisa and Michael Carell, Mondays, 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays, 6 to 7. Good and Foxy with Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya Wednesdays, 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays, 6 to 7.30. The Witch the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 6 to 7. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays, 5 to 7. All-time specific, at three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
3: Thank you, Troll Talhead, chief engineer here at the LMC Radio Network for that update of our shows each and every week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a few brief words from our sponsors. And before we go to this spot for our sponsors, I want to ask my good friend, my brother, Candelo Cambisa, to forgive me.
4: Sorry. Loves. This is Candelo Cambisa here to talk to you about the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California. Friends, did you know, let me tell you something, wait a minute, let me tell you, let me tell you, Lucky Mojo is both an online magical shop and a real magical store that you can visit. Love, I have been there. They carry a full line of... Of handmade spiritual supplies Including occult oils, incense, powders, candles Herbs, mojo bags, spiritual soaps, books, and spell kits And I'm talking about for everybody love I'm talking about for people who cast magic spells Love spells, money spells, protection spells You know, you better get you some protection from Lucky Mojo In the African American hoodoo, pagan magic, and other witchcraft traditions We're talking about Lucky Mojo Don't be a fool at 6632 Covey Road, Forestville, California, and online at (laughs) luckymojo.com. Listen, baby, go and check them out and tell them when you got there that Candelo sent you. All right.
3: Once again, I want to thank the, the possessory spirit of Candelo Cambisa for guiding us. this evening. Up next, part of our new section What We Do. What we do this week? <laughs> this week we're going down to Crossroads. <laughs>
1: Everybody passed me by I mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: Roads, but Crossroad Blues by Robert Johnson. Poor Bob. And the cookie is won by Catherine Ironwood, who not only identified it, identified it twice, and identified that it is the non speed corrected version. And Troll Towelhead gets a deviled egg, okay, because he said Robert Johnson front, but he had the name wrong. But she got the name right, okay? So Catherine Ironwood got the cookie. Troll got deviled egg. Kind of fitting, deviled egg, Grand mufti of Satanism, crossroads. Think about it. Let me give you all a piece of advice. If you all want to get really hardcore with playing this game, you call into to the, hear the show on your phone. Don't listen to the show on your computer. I mean go in the chat room on your computer, but call on your phone, and you'll it, it's a time delay. It's a radio thing. All right? So there you go. Now, tonight we're going to be talking in our What We Do section about the crossroads. And last week we talked about baby dolls. Week before that we talked about mojo bags because what we're trying to do here is we're trying to cover the big stuff first. The big, common, absolute, you know, this is it, all right? And, and then as we go on, we'll, we'll talk about some maybe some of the rarer stuff as we get along. But we're trying to talk about the normative in-context stuff first. Before we get into that weird, you know, kind of singular stuff or well, just in Tennessee or, well, just after this point in time or just in California or whatever, because we don't want to get confused. All right. And people sometimes when they hear something. All right. Then they'll say, oh, well, I heard that. And so that's the way it ends. I just run with it. All right. So let's talk about the crossroads. This very important subject. First of all, let me start off again by making some goddamn enemies. Some people are going to tell you that the crossroads, the concept of the crossroads, importance of the crossroads as a place is a purely African part of hoodoo. And that's – it comes from Africa, and it belongs to Africa, and that's it. It's African. Wrong. Somebody else is going to try to tell you a bunch of shit from Carl Gustav, that Nazi young, about how, oh, the crossroads is actually universal. Everybody's got it. And it's all part of the collective. Wrong. okay? But let us do say that the Crossroads is a very important place in magic, spirituality, and other things
4: in numerous,
3: in numerous, numerous societies and cultures throughout the world. Not everyone, not everyone, but numerous and certainly in Africa and certainly in Asia, and certainly in Europe. Now, why? Well, the thing is, you have to think about the crossroads. The crossroads, or the folk of the road, is a place where two roads meet, okay, normally at right angles, and the crossroads is a land that belongs to no one. It's a place outside. It's a place outside of the borders of a town, outside the borders of a city, outside of everything. It's Very much a separate kingdom. Next week, we're going to be talking about another one of those separate kingdoms, the cemetery, the graveyard. But this week, we're talking about the crossroads. This is a place where so much happened in days of yore, all right? I'm talking about before there was an America, before there was an America you know, as a country, United States of America, obviously there's a country and obviously there's some people living there and they have important ways that should be respected, their culture. All right. But I'm talking about before that. All right. The crossroads were important in numerous places and we see a similarity of action at the crossroads. Let me give you an example in Africa. One goes to the crossroads to call certain spirits certain deities, certain ancestors that are often associated with knowledge giving. Knowledge giving, wisdom, or the skill of giving uh, an art, a dexterous art often, meaning something you do with your body or your hands. In Europe, in Europe, witches, witches gather at the crossroads to call the devil, to call the devil, who gives them knowledge and power. And in America, We've all heard about going the crossroads to meet the devil or the black rider or the funny man, etc. So you see, there are similarities here. Now, somebody's going to stand up and say, Oh, well, it's all European. Somebody else is going to stand up and say, Oh, it's all African. Both of y'all sit down. It's a mix, it's a blending. Okay? And that makes it very, very, very kind of potent here because we got two different cultures doing something the same. And so obviously, they're hooked into something. And they're bringing different modalities and different beliefs into it. Rather than sit and try to break it down, let's talk about it in hoodoo. Let's talk about it in America. In America, there are numerous beliefs about the crossroads, and they have vast variation. But there are two major themes regarding the crossroads in the African-American hoodoo tradition. The performance of a crossroad ritual to gain skill – and the use of the crossroads as a place to perform, or dispose of, or disperse magical spells, tricks. Now, certainly some of these cult- customs—excuse me—certainly some of these customs contain admixtures of European folklore, but they are primarily derived from the African, the African background of working with spirits, particularly at a place like the crossroads. So conjure doctors, hoodoo workers, root workers uh, will go to the crossroads to do a vast variety of things. Well, what do you mean vast variety? I mean vast fucking variety, man. Okay, a lot of people think of the crossroads as just a place to get rid of something bad or to do something bad. So yeah, there's crossing there. Done there. There's jinxing done there. There's cursing done there. There's healing done there. There's blessing done there. But there's also legal matters done there. Court case, road opening. How could you not have figured that one out? Uncrossing, cleansing, protection, luck, safe travel. There's another one you should have been able to figure out. Money and business. You should be able to figure that one out because the crossroads used to be the most important places in terms of business, particularly in Europe, in Africa, and Asia. Entire little towns would spring up around crossroads. Reconciliation, fidelity. Well, reconciliation, return. Again, think about the road. Marriage, romance, wisdom, mastery, love drawing, career success, personal power. Okay? as well as a place to dispose of or empower certain prepared objects, whether they be prepared herbs, prepared candles, what have you, you're going to throw it away at the crossroads to send it out, out into, out into the universe. People will tell you that there is a vast number of different things that you can call the crossroads. We don't live as much in a rural society as we used to. We have a lot more city and suburbs than we used to. Country is disappearing. Wilderness isn't disappearing, but country is disappearing, and that means crossroads are disappearing. Because of that, people say, well, where am I going to find a crossroads? Well, everybody will tell you something different. Somebody will say a four-way stop is a crossroads. Now, why are they emphasizing that? Because obviously if there's a four-way stop, you have to acknowledge all four ways. They're not just two open ways that happen to cross. They're four ways coming together. That for them means crossroads. Some people like myself will tell you where a railroad track crosses a road, that's crossroads. A lot of people in various ATRs will also favor where a railroad where, where a railroad crosses. A road to be a crossroads because of certain practices in that ATR that involve iron okay people will say that's a crossroad this is a crossroad now I've just said that this goes back I've just said that this is has all sorts of places you see it in Asia you see it in Africa you see it in Europe you've seen it since ancient times And people say, uh, well, prove that to me. Prove to me that this is ancient. Okay. I could sit here and we could go into a 15-minute anthropological diatribe and it wouldn't do no good. I could sit here and talk about the development of roadways and it wouldn't do no good. I could sit here and talk about all sorts of things and it wouldn't do no good. Let me do something quick and easy to prove this to you. There was a practice – in ancient days, of going to a place where the roads met. In this particular culture I'm talking about, the roads did not meet as a cross. They met as three roads coming together, a Y, okay? But that was still thought of, a Y. And these three ways would meet. And one could go to the meeting of the three ways and call upon the goddess of the three ways, and she just happens to also be the goddess of knowledge and information. How do we know she's a goddess of knowledge and information? Because we still use her name to this day. We use her name to this day to talk about little bits of knowledge, little strange pieces of knowledge that don't seem to do much for us, or that it's unusual or odd. That one should collect or know that strange bit of knowledge. And what is her name? Same as the where you're gathering. Where are we gathering? Where three tri, like a tricycle, gather. Roads, what's a road? Via, via, trivia, the trivia gather, where the trivia come together. The trivia. There it is trivia. Some, later on, began to associate her with Hakate, the goddess of the night, the
4: baying of a dog, an owl, etc.,
3: right, etc. Et so here you see, again, crossroads. I won't even get into the abundance of this in traditional African religions and American African traditional religions, ATRs and DTRs. I won't even get into that. One, because I'm not initiated. It's not my place to get into that. But go and ask the people, some of the people in the chat room. Go and ask Candelo Cambisa. Go and ask some of the others in here, okay, about it. They'll tell you all about it. There's a lot. There's a lot. So this is a gathering place, a gathering place for knowledge, a gathering place for the unusual, all right, a gathering place for spirits, a gathering place for information, a gathering place for ability, and again, it comes in many ways, where a railroad track crosses a road, a four-way stop, where a bridge crosses a river, All right, where many different things happen, where two ways or three ways come together. And this place is outside. It is the center of the
4: universe,
3: where all things are possible, all things can happen, and anyone can be met. And in Hoodoo, the most famous ritual for this is to learn a skill, almost always a dexterous skill: how to play a musical instrument, how to throw dice, how to dance, but sometimes how to engage in public speaking, how to have a you know a, a strong voice, how to sway people with your voice, how to uh, how to play a fiddle, how to play a guitar, and this is an African-derived crossroads ritual. It's incredibly widely dispersed throughout the South and very well known. And in this ritual to gain skill, you bring an item that you wish to master. Okay, so that fiddle, that banjo, that guitar, that deck of cards, that pair of dice, that deck of tarot cards, the tools of your trade, your dancing shoes, what have you, to the crossroads, and you wait there for a specified number of nights or mornings And during your visit, you may encounter a series of black-hued or black-colored animals, a snake, a cat, a dog, a wolf, uh, a cougar, a tiger, you know, like a mountain lion, right, or a, a swamp panther, a panther, if you will, a horse, okay? And then on the last time, a figure will come, a man. Now, he's called the devil, the rider, the little funny boy big black man. But see, the thing is here is that he is not, when they say black man, they don't mean black as in African American. They mean he is black. He is black in color, just like all those animals were. If you show no fear, if you don't run away from him, if you stand your ground, the devil will take up the item that you brought and demonstrate how to use it properly by using it himself. And then when the devil returns the item to you, you will possess the gift for excellence, with that item, you'll have that art, and those some folk some folk will tell you that you can even sell your soul to him now, about this time, some uptight Christians jump up and go, "What the
2: devil and the Faustian deal and my oh my God, the devil."
3: Stop for a minute and think about this. I want you to really, really consider this for a moment. Originally, who's going to the crossroads? Black people. Kidnapped, stolen, imprisoned, chained African slaves. People made slaves. Okay? People made slaves. In the South, during slavery. And they would do what? Some people say they would go to the crossroads, X amount of days, X amount of time, for whatever. And then this person, this devil, this entity, this being, this spirit would come and they would make a deal with him. They'd sell themselves to him. Now stop and think about that for a goddamn minute. They are already sold. They already live a life of chattel slavery. They are little better to their quote-unquote owners than animals. And they're used and abused and killed and dismissed as such. And they will sell themselves. Think about this a minute. This is actually an act of incredible empowerment. I'm not joking. I really want you to think about this a minute. This is an act of seizing power. This is an act of taking power. This is risk-taking. This is daring. This is, this is get up and do. You are owned. You know you're owned. You're owned by whoever that son of a bitch is over there. Quote-unquote master. Quote-unquote mistress. Put in the last name. okay? Master so-and-so, mistress so-and-so. They own your ass. They own you. They can kill you. They can do anything to you, and nobody's going to stop them. Nobody. Nobody. Okay? And you went out in the middle of the night, risked death, motherfucker. Don't, let's not even talk about the devil. Fuck the devil. You risked getting caught and killed. Caught, attacked by dogs. Caught and beat. Caught and hung. Caught and hobbled. And you went out. On numerous occasions, because just once ain't good enough. you got to do it nine nights, seven nights, this many mornings, that many midnights. And you went out there and waited with bravery. You already had to have bravery to sneak away. Then you had to have bravery to keep going. Then you had bravery to repeat it. Okay? And then you had to have bravery when himself shows up. All right? That's a lot of bravery. And then what do you do? You sold yourself. You say, I'll sell you, me, for name the price. Okay? Often this deal. Some people say you don't have to sell yourself, he'll just pick the item up and show you. Other people say no, you got to enter into service for him for X amount of time. Very, very few people talk about this as a Faustian deal. He take may you sign a contract and then when you die, he takes your soul. You know, very few people talk about that. Most people are talking about this as if you will a form of indentured servitude. Well, you're already a fucking slave. Inventured servitude's a step the fuck up from chattel fucking slavery and you're cheating master so-and-so and and mistress so-and-so. Good and good. Good for you. You're literally saying, I will take power of myself and sell myself to you, and you will give me this thing. And then I will take this thing, and I will use it. I'll be great at music. I'll be great at fucking throwing dice, etc. So, before you're ready to get all caught up in some sort of Faustian model about this and think that, you know, everybody's out there talking to old Nick, old Scratch, Satan
4: himself, the fallen one, the horned being,
3: consider that shit. Now, Crossroads need not solely be one place. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you can make a portable crossroad. Portable crossroads are often made when laying tricks or casting magical spells. Some Hudu practitioners use what is known as a portable crossroads or a circle with a cross inside, also called an X or a cross mark. And this portable crossroads or cross mark can be drawn on the ground with a stick or on an altar with sachet powders. It can be painted on a wall. It can be laid out on a blanket. It can be drawn on the ground in the earth. It can be drawn on the sidewalk or tarmac or concrete with chalk. and this symbolic crossroads can also be used to cre- can be created with five dots rather than with two crossing lines. And here we see the famous five spot, okay And the dots go at the four points and the center is the fifth dot. And in the same shape you see on a five-sided dice on the five the die with the five dots or that you see on a suit of playing cards, and you can also use that playing card. You can also use that playing card again to lay it down for people to walk over, for things to be called in, etc., etc. And that's the famous five spot. Okay, and you can lay them to form the center of anything. Meaning, four corners of the bed and the center, four corners of the room and the center, four corners of the house and the center, the four corners of the property and the center, and this. Makes that the center of the world for whatever you're doing. Love work, the bed becomes the center of the world. Prosperity, safety, protection, the house, the property, the kitchen, the living room becomes the center of the world. This topic is huge and it could go on for much more time, but we've got to get on to other things. So I hope you will spend some time this week reading up on the crossroads and Maybe even going out to the crossroads and considering in particular that issue of someone who is already a slave selling themselves. Someone who is already tied up, in bondage, oppressed, taking control, making themselves the master of themselves to make a deal. Our information for the What We Do section comes to us each and every week not only from our own knowledge but also from the very fine people at The Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, located at readersandrootworkers.org. Why not stop by and give them a look? And we thank them so we Go into the kitchen! Oh yes, we're going to be talking about, well, let me just put it this way. It involves, kind of involves black snakes.
1: Told me late last night, you don't need no mama no how. Mmm, black snake crawling in my room. Mmm, black crawling in my room. And some pretty had better come in. Get this black steak soon. Oh, that must be a bad bug. You know a change can't bite that hard. Oh, that must be a bad bug. You know a change can't bite that hard. Asked my baby for fifty cents. She said lemon ain't a child in the yard. Mama, that's all right. Mama, that's all right for you. Say, baby, that's all right. Won't you know when? What's the matter now? <laughs> Tell me what's the matter, baby. I don't like no black days.
3: Oh, yes, and of course, that was Blind Lemon Jefferson with That Black Snake Moan, and uh, Miss Catherine Ironwood got the cookie. No eggs on that one. All right, folks, let me get into this because we are running out of time because we had so much to talk about this week. Black snake root, also known as black cohosh, bug bane, and rattlesnake root, is very protective and very, very lucky. Let's talk about how you can use it for luck. You can use it for luck in the home. To do this, put black snake root in a small bottle of Hoyt's cologne Carry it on you for three days, and then bury the bottle at your doorstep. And let me tell you, that works. I'm proof. I'm living proof. That one works. If you doubt that, ask Candelo Convisa if I don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about Hoyt's Cologne. I love Hoyt's Cologne and everything that goes into Hoyt's Cologne, and this goes into Hoyt's Cologne, and it works. You can also use it for protection. Add black snake root chips to a floor wash or floor sprinkle, and then... Put it down on the floor and sweep them into the yard. Bathe in black snake root tea to kill an unwanted suitor's love for you or to ward off snakes. Or carry the chips in a mojo or tie a whole root with a string knotted nine times and wear it at your waist. This is very good protection. I'm telling you again, excellent protection. You can also use, finally, black snake root to make an unwanted renter move. To do this, burn black snake root with the unwanted tenant's hair, place the ashes in a jar, and bury the jar in a graveyard. And you will need to purify the rooms after the person leaves to rent them. So again, black snake root, okay, burnt with their hair, put the ashes in the jar, bury the jar in the graveyard, and that person will leave that place that you are renting to them. Then you go and purify rooms after they've gone or you're not gonna be able to rent it again. I hope that you will take some time this week to study up a black about black snake root. Most folks call it black cohosh, but you can know it also as black snake root and consider it, its uses. Isn't it interesting that it brings luck to the house and also protection? And I hope you'll take some time this week. Go out, study about it, think about it, get you some, look at it, smell it, and let it talk to you Our in the kitchen the Information for the in the kitchen section Comes to us each and every week Not only from our own knowledge and experience But also from the excellent book Hoodoo Herb and Root Magic A Materia Magic of African American Conjure by Miss Catherine Ironwood And we thank her so much For its use For the allowance of its use And inclusion in the show Each and every week Thank you so much We really do appreciate it. Well, there you go. That's been a full show, ladies and gentlemen. Stay positive, but get up and do something. Stay positive, but get up and do something and quit telling those in need and in trouble that they're just being negative. Lend them a hand. Get together, go to the crossroads, get you some black snake root, work it out, Once again, we're going to keep saying this. We changed it. For the next four years, we're going to say it. This is not the end. What's that signal? In fact, it's a signal.
1: Woo! No, seriously, it's not the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, It is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, But it is perhaps... The end of the beginning. I leave Fort Worth, Texas, and go to Texas cattle and double back to Fort Worth. I'm on down to Dallas, King Kitty i coming through the Territory in Kansas City, and Kansas City, St. Louis, and St. Louis, Chicago. I'm on my own. Raw wall and all green though sea less Denison South McAllister Territory Muskoka oh, Wagner also Kansas Kansas City so dear you did I change cars